Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is the co-pastor of Northwest Bible Baptist Church and Dean of Students at Providence Baptist College, Brother Phil Cavanaugh. And today, Brother Cavanaugh, we're going to be talking about uh, family relationships, uh, relationships with mom and dad, relationships with siblings. Uh, this is important for uh, our younger viewers to watch, uh, those that are uh, going into ministry to deal with families and deal with uh, counseling young people with, uh, you know, just understanding who their parents are and respond, responding to them correctly and understanding the value that they have in learning from their siblings even as well. Uh, can you give us a brief biography of your background and your family life? Where, in, in what environment did you grow up and what was your family life like? And then we can get into specific lessons that you learned and the importance of a good family life. Are we going to discuss good lessons or bad lessons? Today? All the above. All the above. Yeah. Okay. I did grow up in a large family. I'm one of 11. And uh, my parents got saved a little later in life, uh, but uh, loved the Lord and uh, served the Lord, brought us to church, exposed us to the gospel, and uh, really gave us a, a good grounding uh, to have a desire to please the Lord with our lives and serve the Lord. And uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to have a goodly heritage mm -hmm. and uh, to have had parents, have parents. My mom's still alive. Uh, Dad went to be with the Lord in heaven. But to have that kind of heritage, uh, I often say that Dad had a burden uh, and his children were called. And uh, he really did have a burden to, to, to please the Lord. And uh, sometimes it may have been a struggle in uh, developing that burden, if you will. Uh, but he definitely had a desire uh, to serve the Lord in a greater way and uh, was definitely grateful for the grace of God that saved him and uh, gave us that appetite. And uh, I've got a, a good, a large family, but a good family. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they love the Lord, almost all of them, serve the Lord in some capacity or another. And uh, that's a blessing. Obviously, you talked about how your dad was saved later in life. Um, and was he saved before you were born, after you were born? He was saved right before I was born, actually. Okay. And uh, so they had five children uh, before they got saved, and uh, then they had another six after they got saved. So uh, I, was, I was the first uh, in the family, I guess, to be saved into a, uh, a home with saved parents, uh, and then there was five more after me. Obviously, you know, Sanctification is a gradual process, and uh, no doubt early on in your childhood, your parents you know, were learning what it was to be a Christian and to be sanctified and uh, learning what it was to be a Christian uh, and saved parent and to try to raise godly children. Um, obviously, no one's perfect, and you, you, you saw maybe mistakes your parents made or, and things they've learned from. Uh, how did you manage that as a young man? Um, knowing that you know, maybe your parents are wrong. A lot of young people can be bitter about, you know, the way their parents handle a situation. Um, is there some way that a young person can overcome some bitterness in their life when their parent doesn't deal with something, you know, properly? Well, for of course, you know, in every home you're going to have situations where mom and dad are going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, how they respond, what they do, direction, that's just nature because we're mm -hmm. all wrong. We still, uh, we can be saved, but we're still wrapped in the flesh. And uh, sometimes that uh, dictates uh, our discourse or life and it distracts from what God wants to do. But uh, the biggest thing for any young person, even adult, really, uh, is to understand at some point, 
no matter how good or bad your parents are, you're always going to come to a fork in the road where you're going to have to say, I'm going to thank God for who he gave me for parents. Mm. Because that is not a choice that we make. That is something that was from God. And a lot of people struggle in their relationships with their parents because they focus on what their parents aren't or what they didn't do or their failures as opposed to having the approach to life that, no, I'm going to be thankful that God gave me parents. And we know there's bad parents. We know that there's wicked parents that have done horrible, tragic things. Uh, But if you focus solely on the failures of your parent, you're going to live a miserable life and you will reap that effect in your own children Mm -hmm. on your life. And so I've tried to approach life and encourage others uh, to do the same things that just accept dad and mom for who they are Mm -hmm. and what they're not, learn from it and be better. Uh, But otherwise you're gonna just get bitter. You'll be bitter, you'll be resentful. And really it's pretty, if you think about a lot of the, in, in, in the orbit in which I operate, there are a lot of young people that are bitter or resentful to their dad and mom. And when it comes down to what, it is extremely immature. Hmm. The things that they're bitter or resentful to their parents, when if they were to focus on all the things that their parents were and expose them to and brought them to church and expose them to Jesus Christ and especially in the Christian world, it's, it's absolutely tragic how many young people have destroyed their lives because it's like, dad and mom made me go to church three times a week. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have very immature, sadly, very immature uh, adults now that when they were kids, they just didn't get it. And every one of us at some point didn't get it. We didn't oh, yeah. get it. We were upset. We mm-hmm. got mad. We didn't like what they were telling us to do or not. But you have to come to that bridge. And by the way, for every perfect home that's out there, it doesn't matter how perfect dad and mom are, the child still has to come to that mm-hmm. decision that I'm going to love them for who they are. And I'm going to love them for who they're not. And I'll accept them. No, I don't agree with that. Well, that's okay. Just live and you'll learn whether you were right or they're right. And you can make an adjustment as you go uh, instead of living a life full of uh, vitriol and hatred and really limiting your, you limit your future. Mm. Unbelievable talent, unbelievable ability exists uh, today in many young people, in the lives of many young people and many young marriages and homes, but they're so stuck on being a victim Mm -hmm. instead of saying, no, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be grateful for God and what he gave me with the parents that he gave me, right or wrong or indifferent. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to build upon that to experience the victorious Christian life. And if you have that approach or mindset, watch what God can do and help you influence other people. Uh, simply by just being thankful. And uh, really one of the biggest things that you have to learn in a home, a big home, small home, is that I'm just gonna choose to be thankful. And if I can keep that spirit of gratitude and thankfulness for what the Lord has done for me, then I know that it'll protect my spirit and allow me to be productive. I was having a conversation with my dad the other day and you know, you're talking about just being thankful, not for what your parents aren't, but for what they are. And you look at, other families, and it's, the older I get, the more I start to appreciate this, and that's why I was having this recent conversation with him. I told my dad, thank you for normal. <laughs> thank you for normal. 
Yeah. Because I look at, I get it. Every family is weird in their right, own way. For sure. But there are some basic things that every family needs to have and things that you need to teach your young people. Yeah. The fact that my dad had a job and paid his bill, had a mortgage, we did normal things. We went on a few family vacations, nothing ever too extravagant or anything like that. But I'm like, Dad, thank you for normal. Yeah. Thank you for teaching me that you can get married and you can stay married. Thank you, thank you for teaching me that you can have a job and pay your bills. Mm-hmm. You know, by no means are we like, you know, Six, you know, successful at any particular thing as a family, other than the fact that we're successful being normal. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't even necessarily even have to be the spiritual things. A young person can grow up in a home that's not spiritually inclined, go to church riding a bus, even though your parents don't take you, and yet look back at your parents and say, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being what you were to me. Mm-hmm. You may not have been able to contribute to these areas of my life, but you did contribute in these areas as well. There's always a level of dysfunction and yeah. uh, it's really just embracing the dysfunction. This is who we are. This is crazy. I mean, can you imagine us now getting together? Uh, if you think about uh, us and let's say our spouses and then the, the children or for my mom, the grandchildren. I mean, it's bedlam. It's mayhem. And, uh, but yet you just say, man, what a blessing to be part of this. And uh, that God saw fit to allow us to be included in this. And and then utilizing that to bring glory to the Lord and living that way. And uh, you're right with the normal. You know, dad mm-hmm. went to work early every day and came home at a certain time. And uh, a lot of those things, if you're not careful, you focus on uh, the inadequacies or what you didn't think or they're holding us back or they're the parents of no and mm-hmm. all the, the, the sophomore stuff and the childish stuff, the teenage years and the adjustments that come with that. And uh, you just kind of, you, you got to have a constant attitude adjustment and a life adjustment and uh, just say, man, my parents are crazy, but I love them. Yeah. Embrace the crazy. Yes. And your family was unique in a way with as many, you know, 11 kids in the family. Uh, can you talk to, to us a little bit about, you know, I've heard you told the story before about the hoopty van and your reaction toward the hoopty van. The hoopty van. And, uh, well, you learn uh, when you have 13 in one family, there's got to be a 15-passenger van around there somewhere. And uh, that's, that's, a, that's a funny story. Just learn. You get your permit in the hoopty You know, you learn how to drive in the hoopty van. And, uh, you know, you're, maybe your friends had a cooler car or a nicer car or something like that. And you're like, listen, this is how I pick up the girlfriend in the, uh, <laughs> no, not really, but <laughs> you joke what about ride, it like, huh? man, what am I going to do? How am I going to get a girlfriend with a 15 passenger van, you know, and uh, revert back to previous podcasts on how to marry the right one. That's right. And, Absolutely. Uh, but it, it's a lot of fun just to, uh, you know, at some point, you know, there's the pride that gets in there and it's like, oh man, here we go. It's like the, you know, you go to restaurants and people are watching you get out of the vehicle and they're like, one, two, and they're like, are you all from the same family? Do you have the same mom? You know, the questions that, that you get asked and you're kind of embarrassed about it a little bit. And then finally you just grow up and you're like, whatever, we're just going to have fun. And you go places and next thing you know, people want to come join your table because you're having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the life is a perspective. And whether you're an only child uh, to, to many children uh, in a home uh, beyond 11, just learn to appreciate life and what God's given you. There's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly with it. And uh, what you focus on is what you'll get out of life. 
And if you want it to all be negative because you thought it was all negative, uh, then you're, you're limiting your life. And guess what? Life is really quick. It's short. Mm -hmm. It's a vapor, the Bible says. And so you'd better make sure that you just uh, value what we get in this life and then have some spirit of gratitude. And I thank God for parents uh, who, who love the Lord. Uh, we're sincere. Sometimes maybe we're sincerely wrong, yeah. uh, but they were sincere uh, about serving the Lord. And, and thank God for parents that put that emphasis in our lives. Can you talk about um, the role that your father played in your life, the role that your mother played in your life? And each are so essential. They play different roles in each child's life. Um, they, you know, obviously they're both your parent, but they do something different for you. What were the roles that your father played in your life? What was the roles that your mom played? Obviously two opposites, you know, uh, dad was, uh, definitely the, the military type background, uh, was very, uh, you know, black and white, you know, um, what you need, you yeah. need that, uh, the disciplinarian mom was more of the, uh, the kind hearted, compassionate one. And uh, she had her line for sure. Um, I experienced that a few times. Amen. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're, they, they definitely have their role. And it's amazing how when as parents they try to pursue their role biblically, how that has an effect on the palate of the children as well. And uh, I thank God for my dad taught us to work hard. Mom facilitated that in different ways and uh, how it, the, the emphasis was not necessarily on all brain. Uh, they wanted common sense, too. They wanted you to know how to work with your hands. They wanted you to uh, not just have, let's say, a level of intellect, but also a level of ability uh, to be a problem solver. And uh, I thank God for that, where there was that, that opportunity in life to uh, learn how to work with your hands and also work with people. And uh, th there's a lot of stories that can uh, go into that. But I do thank God for that that opportunity uh, that, that they facilitated in the home. And obviously, there's always plenty of opportunity for conflict. Uh, the more moving parts you have in any uh, machine, you know, you just need more, uh, you know, lubricant to kind of help everything not to overheat. And obviously, with 13 people in one home, there's plenty of moving parts there with siblings. Mm -hmm. um, what role did your siblings play in your life? Um, siblings can be a great encouragement. They can be some great adversaries as well. Um, and you're kind of stuck in the middle of this pack. Right. You know, the oldest one is always like the great experiment. And the youngest one is the baby, gets all the attention, while the one one in the middle is forgotten. And so, yes. I don't know, maybe this is your opportunity to vent, I guess. I was the forgotten one, I don't know. but No, you always tried to say I was too young to work and old enough to play, right? Oh, so okay. All right. It's all about adjustments. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Yeah, the, the friction definitely creates some heat, let me tell you that. Yeah. And uh, we're not necessarily the most docile family on top of all of that. You know, some big families might be a little more quiet and reserved. We were never really that kind. We were <laughs> uh, active and uh, at it, yeah. uh, to say. So there was daily conflict, for sure. And uh, you learn how to handle people and read people and adjust with that. And uh, so, yes, the siblings... Uh, the siblings definitely play a role in your development. 
And uh, I guess you should say, will always play a role in your development. Mm -hmm. No matter where you go, you're gonna have a, there's gonna be a sibling around somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's good, it keeps you humble because they know the real story. So you can't, you can't be making up any evangelistic stories because <laughs> they know the story, but anyway. And I know them, they'll probably call you out on oh, it Oh, they too. will. They're, they're, they're posting comments right now underneath this video, I'm sure. No doubt. Now, translating you know, your past experiences to the family that you have today uh, with you, your wife, and your children, uh, what, what are you trying to emulate? What are you trying to you know, take from what you had with your mom and dad and your siblings? And what, what are you trying to make sure that you know, gets copied and gets experienced in your own, own home as well? I think it's important to take from a dad and a mom uh, the spiritual emphasis uh, if I could say anything for, to my children would be uh, just take the spiritual uh, and focus on that and allow everything else to follow. And my parents did that. Uh, they wanted the best for their kids, but they wanted the spiritual best. Mm. And it's amazing that emphasis. And for my children, I want that. You know, as a parent, uh, if I could emulate anything, it would be. Uh, just try to emphasize the spiritual. Don't be a Pharisee. Don't be a hypocrite, uh, even though we are. Uh, just just try to just be normal to the best of your ability. Love the Lord. And it's amazing when you just have that desire to walk with God, have a relationship with God, uh, to know where you take your problems, uh, to know that the Word of God uh, is the answer to life's problem, that God can speak to you specifically. God cares about you specifically. Uh, those are benefits and blessings uh, that I would love to see reproduced in, in not only in my life, but in my children's life. And hopefully one day in their marriages and their children one day, where it, the perpetuity of salvation is something that uh, is preserved through a genuine relationship with the Lord. Right, that was perfect for us. Thank you so much for that, Brother Kavanaugh. And if you want to check out our other previous conversations with Brother Kavanaugh, check out our YouTube channel and also the po uh, audio-only podcast platforms. Thank you so much for joining us.